0: Okay, we're just going to add this bit. Uh, there's been a bit of editing done. We're actually recording this at the end of the show, and we're going to be adding it in at the start of the show, which is what you're listening to right now, to just give you a little bit of a warning, right, Jeremy?
1: That's right. There's, there's going to be some spoilers around Cabin in the Woods that you need to know about. So if you don't want to know what the basic premise of the film is and you're the sort of person who was told in the sixth sense that Bruce Willis is actually dead... Um, and you didn't want to find that kind of thing out. Well, in this film, we will give some bits and pieces away. So try not to listen um, if you can, but do listen because it's got entertaining bits as well. I won't ruin your fun. Listen,
0: like it. Yeah. Now that we now that we've recorded it. Uh, I think we uh, we went all over the place we should have done cabin in the woods right at the end, but we do have a bit after cabin in the woods so yeah. uh yes, just be aware of that spoilers and so uh okay well we'll get back on with the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Transatlantic Rants. Episode Dozen. We made episode 12.
1: Episode Dozen.
0: <laughs> yeah, why not?
1: <laughs>
0: My name's Fraser, I'm over in Canada, and I'm joined by Jeremy in England. Good morning, Jeremy. <laughs> How are you?
1: Yeah, nice. Oh, How are you?
0: Yes, I'm full of cold, so... Yeah. Nice, um, let's just get that way out of the way. So if I sound a bit nasally and stop to blow my nose, I apologize. Um, and you had a little icky tummy last week, didn't you? Yeah, I had the shits from hell. Oh. I, I
1: had some prawns. that. Um, well, literally, they, they, I, I think like, people don't know. And I don't think in men, they generally don't know. But um, we had some prawns that we bought about eight months ago. And I thought they'd still be all right. So we, we, we ate them, and they weren't. And hell was unleashed. It's been so long since I've had a real projectile bath down the toilet. I've forgotten how bad it is. You know, the kind of like wretch, eye-watering kind of grab stuff. Can't talk because you've got so much action in your That kind of thing. And it's you for about five days. I lost about seven pounds, actually. It was productive Very. for that. Yeah, I reckon the way of dealing with obesity is just basically give everyone bad prawns. Just get them all lined up for like all-you-can-eat oh, Indian. And then just given the worst, dodgiest prawns that have been left out in the baking sun going horribly wrong. And um,
0: and you were the only one afflicted. Your, your wife wasn't affected at all. She didn't eat them?
1: Uh, she, she gave me three of her prawns. I, I was actually cleaning them. So, you know, I don't know if people do this, but I clean out their, their, their sort of yeah, intestines.
0: You have to tr- devein, devein
1: them. them, yes. That's the, that's the way. Yes. And I, I was kind of deveining them, and I probably put my fingers in my mouth. I don't know, something happened though and I got it, so it could also be a bug that I got off the train with all the smelly people that I got, but...
0: Yeah, it could be be that, yeah.
1: How about yourself?
0: Oh, oh, well, yeah, I'm fine, I I say the colds are doing the round, it's that season again, both my kids have colds, but for some reason my cold has just wiped me out, so I think it's one of those things, I get the cold, I can feel it coming from about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday it just knocks me for six, and I'll get better just in time to go back to work.
1: May there's actually scientific evidence that men suffer more than, than women with colds and flus and stuff. It's it's a scientific fact. So all these little adverts making out that men are all big wusses is you know we don't live that long, you know we suffer from. So all this kind of like man flu thing, you know, shut up. <coughs>
0: Yeah, well, my kids—both my, my kids—have the colds, and they're running around. They don't seem to care at all. But for some reason, I got, my body is just aching, my throat's on fire. So I don't know. It's just I get the, the manned version of the cold, uh, or whatever. Well,
1: enough of you. Let's so, get on with the rants.
0: Yeah. So, well, one of the rants that we just suddenly agreed that we were going to talk about was daylight savings times—the changing of the clocks. Yeah. Because you guys had your clocks changed last week, which. It's bad enough that they do the changing of the hours anyway, in my opinion. And then you guys had your clocks changed last week, which threw everything out for any of us over on this side of the pond that were dealing with the UK. Yep. And then we had so, and we had ours changed last night. So I can't. Why they can't have everyone's change at the same time is beyond me. Let alone why they changed them anyway. Um, it just seems to be pointless
1: we're supposed to get an extra hour of light in the evening and it's totally pointless why most people are working they don't care what are they going to be doing when they get back they suddenly think that people's going to suddenly go out and start playing tennis or doing the garden. you should get in lie on the sofa all this the whole thing of um saving time making it lighter and all the rest of it they actually tried stopping it at one point and um they said the kids were getting knocked over because it was too dark in the mornings and stuff but i I think we should just stick with the time and it just carries on. We deal with the darkness. You know, you get... Well, I
0: agree. I was, re- I was reading something earlier and it said that Woodrow Wilson, back in whenever it was, was going to repeal it in America. But because he was a golfer, they seemed to hint that the fact that he was a golfer, it was better for him so he could get more golf in. So, oh, great. Yeah, we'll so it's the, all right the things for the universally
1: decided by morons.
0: Yeah, which is, so that's a pain in the backside.
1: It also affects uh, uh, us with the Sprog because he uh, he now thinks that he's, go- he's actually going to bed, obviously, later. Um, so we, 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 we want to keep him in the routine, so he goes a bit, and now he just has massive Hulk tantrums. We try and put it down, he's knackered, he's exhausted because he's got an extra hour. It doesn't work for everybody and his time has changed. There's also another thing that in Scotland, they're always moaning and bitching that they need that extra hour of light and all the rest because it gets so dark there. And I think, well, you're deciding on whether you stick with us or not. So that whole discussion could just go right out the window. <laughs> you know, that whole thing, I just want to quickly touch upon that, that whole thing of Scotland leaving the UK, I just want to say it's the biggest vanity insecurity project ever created. It's Scottish insecurity en masse. That's why I am saying you don't know if you want to stay with us All the rest of it, yeah. Leave! Leave now, if there's a couple of you that don't. Or start a little island in Sky. Apparently only 20 percent of the people want to leave anyway, but that's another rant for another time.
0: Yeah, the Welsh don't seem to do the uprising like the Scottish do, do they?
1: They're just happy getting on with it, you know. We don't all want to be stuck together. Let's face it, when we have the Six Nations or anything that's involved in football or any sporting activity, there's generally everybody wants us to, to lose and hates us but unified in wars and everything else we're all a good team you know Welsh guys did my my at it, did a great job they were nice <laughs> that's been my interaction with Welsh people you know
0: good workers yeah
1: very good workers nice guys yes. actually I have to say they were, they were really nice blokes but
0: alright well so that will segue into then what we were going to talk about uh, oh actually sorry I'm looking at the wrong agenda it doesn't segue at all one of the first things we were going to talk about was plastic toys yeah I've had one of these weeks, this is a week that happens every year, this week, it's my son's birthday on one day, then the next day it's Halloween, and then the next day it's my daughter's birthday. So it's three days of absolute mayhem. But it's not a bad time, and it's all good to get that sort of stuff done and out of the way as quickly as possible. But I'm just continually baffled by the amount of plastic toys that keep making their way into our house. It's just this never-ending stream of plastic, plastic this, plastic that. And it's just driving me insane. First of all, from stepping on it all. And uh, it's just never-ending. What do we do with all this plastic? There's Why can't there be some push for us to just more people to get wood toys or something?
1: I mean, it was, it was an amazing invention in the time, wasn't it? It was a light, strong, durable material that you could stick stuff in. That sounded so nerdy. <laughs> Edit that. <out. laughs> no, I should keep that in. It's a nice, durable, tough plastic residue that kept liquid and various different items in. There's actually, in the Atlantic, an enormous swell of, of plastic, like an, literally like a... I think someone said it was the size of whales. Everything seems to be the size of whales, isn't it? Poor buggers. But um, it's an enormous, big, moving mass of plastic where this stuff just doesn't break down. So you've obviously got fish in there, kind of like chewing at it and and getting poison all the rest of it i'm sick of my you know of the, the future of my kids that all of their toys are just plastic crap so i'm trying to you know i'll try and get them interested in books or stuff that's made out of wood or something or other than plastic you know There's
0: a- yeah well we had uh we bought my daughter a play kitchen Well, we knew she wanted a play kitchen and uh I went looking to buy one. And then everywhere, you go to any of these sort of Toys R Us or any of those places, and it's all these big, horrible, just, just terrible-looking plastic kitchens. But we ended up getting one from Ikea, which, you know, has some plastic on it, but generally it's made of wood or MDF. So it's a little bit better. It's just brutal. And it's just brutal, the amount of, toy, amount of toys. I was in the living room the other day, and there's this plastic toy that's sitting on the floor. And I'm looking at it, and it's one of those perfect shapes. It's just going to pierce through your foot when you step on it. And I thought, you know what? I better pick that up and put it put it to the put it on the table. And I come back; it could have only been five seconds later, and it's back on the floor, just in the perfect position. I think either my kids are just setting traps for me, or, uh, or this stuff's just magnetically attracted to the floor. It's just brutal. Mate, and I just I just had enough of it.
1: It's also so brightly coloured, isn't it? Kids' toys. Why can't they do stuff in beige? So you just hide it in the corner. It's all bright yellow, green fluorescent, bloody horrible stuff just sitting around. The wife wants to get one of those big, bouncy kind of like things that, you know, it's like a big metal bar of loads of plastic, thing, a jumperoo, is what it's called. The thing is enormous, it's the size of a sofa. I'm, I'm fighting it that we don't get one of these things because it's just another expanse of more plastic that can be stuck around the house that I just have to face. And it is, mate. The stuff is... Um, well, they're so, they're, they don't stay with any toy either, do they? They sort of pick stuff up, chuck that away, pick stuff up. We just had little Star Wars figures, didn't we? And then we would make things. Well, I did. This is quite tragic. But I made a little <laughs> a little ship out of um, a cornflakes packet where I cut little holes in. And they put it in and it was kind of like the Millennium Shit Falcon. I was like,
0: <laughs> Shit Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, a lot of uh, if my kids, a lot. My son, he got a lot of uh, Lego. He always gets Lego, and I got tons of time for Lego. You know, it's something that gets reused. You know, played with. We can build stuff. It's a good learning toy. It's well made. I'm okay with Lego, but half the stuff is just you know, open it once, play with it for five minutes, and then it's just you know, uh, it's committed to me picking it up off the floor for the next four years. God forbid I try and get rid of any of their toys. I have a revolution on my hands when I try and say we're going to have a, a, a cull. Uh, there you go. Um, let's go on to, um, were we going to do Neighbours? Or you had, a, you had a sensitive topic. Are we going to talk about your sensitive topic?
1: We're going to talk about why are women rude. Okay. And I've noticed I'm this a- over a period of time that um, on trains, in planes, and in automobiles, women are getting- Ruder, more abrupt. They said that there was uh, too much, I think, it was oxygen in the in the water, which was making all of the men kind of like softer and the rest of it because of the pill. It's a strange theory, though, because women are weighing and they're on the pill. They're literally um, and apparently Thames water we drink uh, water that's passed through humans seven times already. Apparently mm-hmm. that, that that we're watering down, whereas women are becoming more and more arsy and shitty. On the train the other day, this is about a week ago. I was um, getting off. I mean, this is the other thing. Our, our little country is so fucking crowded. I hate to say it, it is. It, it's too crowded. Thanks, to Europe. The street sideline, but it is. Our infrastructure is incredibly crowded, so people are getting more and more arse-y. And I still do the gently thing of letting people on to the train. Normally, women are, you know at the door, blah blah blah. Even though I'm there first, you know, you know that lucky moment where the train just comes and it stops
0: bang slap bang
1: in front of you the door and you're you're there
0: that's like winning the lottery it may,
1: it's better than the lottery it's a little moment of victory <laughs> when you're looking at all the grim other motherfuckers that are standing next to you just looking miserable and it stops right in front of you You're at the door and you let the woman on and she just walks straight in and you're like what what, 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 what just happened there what happens to a little bit of social interaction when you say thank you or something that's happened so many times and because it's so ingrained by my parents I have to be polite all the time that I do it I still don't thank I let two women on and neither of them thanked me you know and I had that golden moment it happens to me a lot for some reason that's probably because I know where the train stops for Christ's sake i on all the time stopped right in front of me I was going to go on first and I said would you like to get on she just walked straight up Right, like what? what? what happened there? And you see it in cars where women, some of the women, the way that they drive, is more aggressive than men. There was a BMW, we went up to Oxford yesterday, and there was a woman in a BMW trying to cut in for the inside lane, trying to zoom out. I actually thought in a BMW it was going to be some wanker bloke, because basically everybody knows that anyone who drives a BMW is an utter, utter wanker. You know, what I'd like to do is get all of you to sort of like line you up in Wembley Stadium and literally have dynamite rigged all the way around. Blow all of you fuckers up and then advance evolution by 50 years because you just think you own the roads that you don't in your shitty, shitty, shitty fucking cars. Anyway, so we're at the, at the stop and I look over and it's a woman kind of, you know, short hair kind of maybe some sort of rug-munching tendencies going on there, but it was a woman in the car that was cutting up everybody and trying to get ahead. And I see it all the time. And I'm thinking, what's happened to, to women trying to be women and men try, you know, trying to be men? We, we are struggling to find our way where we're told, don't open doors, don't be polite, don't do such and such. And on the other side of the coin, we're trying to be polite, we're trying to be nice, we're trying to do the such and such. It, it, it's, it's a ridiculous mess where too much feminism and, and, and faffing about and getting involved in man stuff has has watered us down as a a population of men. Hairy, nose-picking, arse and butt-scratchers who've been reduced to sort of like, shall I open the door for shall I not? Because, you know, she's a woman and blah, 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 we're all equal. What do I do? It's a moral dilemma, mate. I face it every day and they're getting ruder and I've decided that I'm just going to walk straight on. I'm going to have that horrible kind of like commuter, head down, face in the newspaper, I don't care about anybody else kind of attitude. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Yeah.
0: Well, isn't that, is that what it is? Is it people are getting ruder or is it just that sort of daily grind of people getting in, you know, getting onto that, uh, that focus in the morning of getting to work? And it's just, uh, you know, kill or be killed, just, you, just get me to work, get me on that train, forget about my fellow human beings. I've just got this sort of vacuous hour to fill in the morning between my bed and getting to the office.
1: Yeah, but th- this is yeah. what makes us humans, though, isn't it? That that we, we are polite, that we do say this, that, and the other thing. Has it so- suddenly gone out the window?
0: Oh, yeah, well, I'm not saying you that know. It's, uh, you know, it's not right. I'm just Should we saying, not have uh, manners?
1: Should we not sort of, like, do such, such? You know, if Jermaine Greer is so keen that women have equal rights and do all the rest of it, then let's just push in front of queues and start asserting some man authority and just, like, shove them out of the way. Let's just go, no, get out of back. What are you going to do, argue about it? See, this?
0: I, have a See this? I have a question for you, though. I do have a question for Let's you. Get is,
1: Sean Connery on him.
0: Do you tend to hold, like, say there was a guy there sitting next to you when the train pulls up? Would you have let him go? And he, and if you say thank you. I've
1: done that before. And most men, because we're kind of like, you know, you have that situation where the train pulls up, you're at the door, and the guy's also, and you're kind of 50 50, but you'll kind of think I'm a bit bigger than him and you ain't going to do much. In those instances, I would normally say, do you, do you want
0: to. Sorry, hang on, you're sizing him up.
1: I've already sort of weighed him up. If he's like an enormous guy, he's going to push in front, then I'm going to get fucked off and I say, Hold on a minute. If he's a kind of a small guy, I'll, <laughs> I'll sort of say, Do you want to go first? Mate, I always bang the mate on thing. I try and like rid myself because I sometimes listen back to these rants and I kind of feel that my voice is really quite plummy. That's the other thing I was going to say. Why is it every Jeremy that's anywhere is a fucking tit? I've just noticed this. I'm a tit. I know that. Jeremy Clarkson is a fucking tit. Jeremy Paxman is a fucking tit. Jeremy Beadle was a fucking tit. Jeremy Guskett, the sports player, he's a bit of a tit. Um, Jeremy Taylor and Jeremy Street at school, they were both tits. Sorry, guys, if you ever follow ever us, but, but you were. Um, yeah. Anyway, different thing, but yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of think, you know, the obviously sizing up the guy. I say, and they normally do thank men. I tell you, men are more bloody polite than women. Women are just, I don't know. They 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 they've changed. They are they are not too sure of what they should do. They are not too sure if they say thank you. Is it some sort of like statement of um, oh, if I say thank you to him, does that mean I'm sort of, I like him? And does that think he's giving him some sort of signal or or, or I, I don't know? It's it's, it's, it's bizarre. Women out there, start saying thank you when I let you on the train, right?
0: <laughs>
1: just, just, just start doing it as a matter of course, because I don't have to. Otherwise, I just shove straight in, and you can get right to the fucking back. God's sake!
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna to have to look out for that one. I hadn't really noticed do, that myself. But I don't, I don't, uh, I don't commute, so. Um, yeah, I will uh, have to I check do, that it, out. It
1: happens on the it happens on the motorways as well. Next time you're on the motorway, right? and and you got you you could let people in let a woman in and i swear to god you know probably five times out of ten they went thank you it's just expected and i I, and i'm you know i I think that we need to have a complete revolution where where did manners go a little well
0: yeah i'll tell you what i'll tell you what's a funny thing that i've noticed over here is canadians are generally they tend to to come across as some of the politest people on the planet and I think they have that reputation. They're very sort of very polite. But there's something about Canadians when they get in their cars. They just turn into the most dreadfully rude and ignorant people, That's my opinion. I have people honking at me to move. Letting No one will let you out. No one will let you out. In England, people always let you out. You know, go on, mate. Yep, yeah, here you go. Flash the lights. Out you go. There's a lot to be said for drivers in England. They're, they're way better than the drivers in Canada. You might find that hard to believe.
1: Oh no, I think that generally they are you know there is that politeness I think if you, is is it am I just stereotyping Canadians that they've all just drive around in big trucks?
0: No, there's a lot of trucks, a lot of truck driving and whatnot, but they just in in this country, the pedestrian is king, right, so no matter what if you're a pedestrian and you walk out in front of a car, the cars pretty much have to stop, you know, but nobody when you stop to let a pedestrian across sometimes they'll, you know, you're really 50-50 whether you're going to get a thank you. It's have taken me a long time to get used to that before it used to really wind me up. And then the amount of times I'll be trying to get out of the office, which is, you know, just around the corner from my house, but, you know, people just won't let you out. They just won't. Really? And I just... You not, get, not yeah, just, I like, just,
1: push forward and just, you know, just go, right, you will.
0: Yeah, if you push forward and sort of make your intentions known, but if they're... The traffic, where I am, the traffic generally just sort of creeps along when I'm trying to get out. And in England, I'm sure people, if they're creeping along, they would stop and they would let you out. They would have no qualms in stopping the car and saying, off you go, mate. Here's the flash of the lights. Get out.
1: The, the worst
0: Here ones, they just won't.
1: Mate, the worst ones are the ones where you're trying to pull out, and the first car is obviously a BMW driver and is an utter effing, and they don't let anybody out. Um, because they've got very very small penises very very large vaginas um, kind of people um, and then you get the little woman and she just looks straight ahead and you're looking at her like you can let me out you're the little sweet granny aren't you from driving Miss Daisy and she just drives forward as well and you're like what the fuck what just happened there and then she doesn't let you out and then you see the next person and they're in a Mercedes or something and you think there's just never I'm never going to be let out here and they let you out And then there's that little magical moment where you say, oh, God, you were going to do the same thing. But the first two cars in front that didn't let you out, I'm at their bumper then. The little granny that's there, the little Scotty dog, I'm right (laughs) behind her then, just basically trailing her. I tell you, that one thing where they've got nowhere to go, they might as well let you out. People are doing that, and they don't. Honestly, that just niche as hell. I can feel, you know, when the Hulk, when his, his, his feet just start to inflate like a kind of... Inflatable octopus, and his shoes rip off, and his trousers like spring open, and somehow he's got like a pair of elastic pants on or whatever, and he's kind of Rrr! that's what happens. I get that kind of like dark thing that's ruined the day, then, <laughs> uh, and and it ruins my morning when I'm when I let somebody on the train or two women or or, or I you know give up a seat or something or other. Actually, that's 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 wrong. When I've given up a seat for somebody, they've always said, "Oh, I mean, Christ, what are you gonna do if you didn't thank someone That that would be the the lowest. You just went, "Huh," uh, just sat in it. I remember getting on the train, and you get some women that that where I'm pregnant. Can I have a seat badges? Because blokes, hell really? oh, yeah, yeah. When I was going up to London, I saw a couple of times where women, because men weren't sure whether they were fat or pregnant, um, uh. Now, no, you know, so they, oh, oh, you're not fat or, or kind of been eating too much pie. You, you, you can, you can have a seat, you're, you're pregnant. But I've often seen with That's men begrudgingly do it, man, begrudgingly go, oh, you my seat. I've been sort of further down in the carriage on the subway and they kind of like do. And then the poor woman's kind of thinking, well, do I, do I, do I take the seat? Do I don't? He's not really sort of like, oh, it happened to my wife, you know, a couple of blokes, but she was obviously heavily pregnant. He went, oh, did you want to have my seat? Like that. Oh, no, no, it's alright. I'll just stand here, let, let my waters break all over you. Just You just sit there and you fat ass. Anyway, that's my rant, mate. I, I, I just think it's got to change. I just think there's got to be more social interaction on trains. You know, we had the Olympics. It lasted about three seconds of, of goodwill. That went out the window and everyone's just back down to head down. The clouds are grey. I ain't thanking no one.
0: Yeah, well, I think my, my, my thing would be don't let them grind you down you have to sort of you know I think politeness spreads politeness so if you continue
1: to oh yeah so I didn't finish the story so right at the start busy train platform everyone's filtering to, to get up this uh, staircase to get to the various other trains and I filtered in and this woman started prodding me in the back I feel a sort of like prodding me I'm making the noise people that sounds like a strange noise <laughs> <laughs> it sounds
0: like you're slapping the motion <laughs> I'm plucking the pink string.
1: Um, I was getting this kind of like prodding. And I said, excuse me. I said, what are you doing? Uh, and she said, excuse me, excuse me. She was obviously trying to get get, get to her. I said, you're being extremely... Ill. I said, have you got any manners? Um, and she said, where are your manners? And I went, and I and literally just went the whole came. I said, oh, shut up! Like this. <laughs> and this. Little weaselly black went. Oh, temper, 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 and I wanted to turn round. It was one of those moments where I thought, Oh, fucking, I'm going to get locked up now. This is when this is when it finally snaps, and I just go and I grab him and I headbutt him in the face and clang his head (laughs) on the fucking railings, and then I'm put away. I just want to say, Do you want to see the temper? Do you want to see the temper? Well, I didn't. I just had to suck it all in, all that pain and anger. Suck it all in like all men do, because normally if we, if, we, if we were just doing what we normally should be doing, which is just basically finding a little corner somewhere in a wasteland and having a fucking fight and getting the whole thing sorted out. And if you get beaten up and you're on the floor and you're bleeding, at least you kind of think, well, I gave it a go. You know, I tried to fight the big guy. I gave it a go. This woman just literally was... So, and I, and what, what do you do? I had a prodding knee in the back. Like she was trying to... <strange> Oh, shut up! Oh, temper temper! Temper Do you want to see the temper? you? do you want to see it? Ah! Uh, honestly, mate, I, I, just, I just hate it. I want to be like a, a potter or something. Out uh, in Scotland, somewhere in the middle of nowhere, just making pots and not having to have interaction with anybody. They're all... I hate them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to Neighbours... <laughs> Neighbours, can't live with them, can't live without them. <laughs> you just can't
1: live with them, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbours, Neighbours and Fireworks. Actually, you teamed up here, Neighbours and Fireworks. Well. Do they go. You said earlier to me they go hand in hand, I'm not sure where you're going with that one.
1: Um, I, I think generally with, 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 with Neighbours, you get some nice ones, obviously you get, you get some bad ones. And I have a, a, a neighbour who, who moved in for about five or six years ago. And has done nothing to the house. The electrics went. Um, they had to get the fire firemen over, and I basically said I'd put them up because the house was in real fear of, of of basically burning down. I mean, it was it was only by chance this thing happens during the day because if it happened at night, they would all be dead. There's no there's no doubt about that. There's no dramatic element. They would be. They would have had um, smoke inhalation and the rest of it there's no smoke alarms. Nothing. We kind of saw this when the woman was running with her 300 children in her arms down the street, screaming. Um, and we went there and the fire ends were called, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I'm quite, I am quite—I wouldn't say it's anal, but I'm quite tidy and I keep things like nice and then you keep your, your property nice, don't you? Well, you hope to think you do, you keep things just so. And, and this guy has done nothing. Like, literally, he's used the excuse that he's got three kids. that just means I, I, I therefore can't lift a paintbrush. I therefore can't put a plant in the front of my garden. I therefore have to have a house that looks like a shithole. Um, So we have these like flagstones on a joint sort of wall and stuff and I kept looking at them and it's his wall and I'm thinking, you put those flagstones back up? Because they're kind of like wobbling and not stuck in on there and for months and months and months he didn't. So I put them all, I I, I just one day just blitzed, blitzed, cemented a whole lot. Now just before he moved in, there was a little old granny there and and she, she, she basically got dementia and her, son-in-law who was about 70 or 80 himself had no teeth and just a constant roll-up stuck in his mouth um put a little bike chain to, to lock the fence over onto my side of the wall so i just see this rusting bike chain and it's still there eight years later where this guy has not put um his own lock on the thing he still just puts this chain over the, the flagstone on my side of the wall and I see it like this symbol of like do something tidy up your fucking house get some fucking self respect and clean the place up instead of you looking and letting it look like a shithole he's got an extension that's done none of the rendering it's still all a plaster and crap falling all over it just looks so he might as well just get a stinking urine stained mattress stick it over the wall
0: <laughs> <laughs> cooker out
1: the front and a fucking rusted fridge freezer out there and just leave it and be done with it. It's like you, you're a middle-class bloke. You should have a little bit more self-respect. Get fucking busy sorting out your place. But it doesn't. It does nothing. And what do you do? You just have to put up with this You just sort of like make your own little place. And you look over, see the eyesore, wonder what psychologically must be going through this person's brain that they want to keep coming home to a place that looks as though a local pikey community had moved into it and just, just left it like that. Um, and I, I'm finding now that because I now ignore them, there is no conversation point between us. I just I can't even bring myself to even say hello to them. It used to be kind of like a grunt. It went from hi, chatty, chatty to, um, all right, how you doing, blah, 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 to uh, to after they want an extension and we turned it down and they, they hate us, to literally I don't even speak to them. Now, that unfortunately is, has infected the clique. Of the Howard Road, because now he's told the little old granny who thinks she runs the place. There's always someone in a, in a fucking street who thinks that they run it. They don't think they're actually just another house bolted onto the street. They actually think that they they kind of run the street, they have an authority. Then if you have that, but we've
0: kind of got yeah, we have a... yeah, I think we do. There's a guy down here. He sort of walks around like he's the bee's knees, you know. And uh yeah, that winds me up. I mean, it's it's one of those things with neighbours. It's just. I'm trying to to let a lot of it wash over me, but even here we have – I don't know what it is. Because we're a corner plot, we sort of – our front of our garden is the focus for everyone putting their bins out. And that's okay. You know, the bins have to go somewhere to be collected. But I keep finding now that people are putting stuff outside the front. And if it doesn't get collected or they miss it, they don't come and move it. It just sits there. And the problem is now it's sitting – now I have a TV that didn't get collected. And that's sitting in the front of my property. So I've had, you know, to pick up this TV and walk it next door and plonk it in front of next door's garden. <laughs> and then the other day I came back and there was uh, somebody had put out a big composting bag. And every so often, you know, the composting bags get put out for garden waste. And I came back and obviously and somebody had got it wrong. And I said to my neighbor, I, I no, first of all, I knew it wasn't the three guys who lived next to me because they, be, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do any gardening. So I spoke to my neighbor on the other side and I said, is this is that your composting bag out the front that hasn't been picked up? No, it's not ours. And I said, well, whose is it? And he said, I think it's the woman from over the road. She comes and puts her garbage outside our front of our house sometimes. And I, and I was sort of speechless. I was like, well, why can't she put it out the front of her own house? You know, The garbage people pick up out the front of her own house. And anyway, rather than sort of, the problem was it was only a maybe. So rather than go and confront her or whatever or ask, I just had to bite the bullet. And now I've got her composting bag in my garage, which I'll never move. So it'll be there for a year, just taking up space next to one of the bicycles.
1: You've got her compost bag (laughs) so we couldn't be asked to go and take it to where it needs to go.
0: Well, I think it was hers. I don't have a, a indispa- indisputable proof that it was hers.
1: big sign on there. Who the fucking hell is this? Come and collect it. And then have a sh-
0: well, well, yeah, but yeah, but this, yeah, but this, but this, but this I mean. is the this is the whole point. Is what at what stage? And I'm trying to keep reeling in, going down the neighbour's war. Oh, well, you, you never know. on,
1: mate. You see, you're doing what I'm doing, which is when I had to suck it in and not turn around to the guy on the steps. He said, "Oh, temper, temper!" like that, and didn't turn around and just rip his head off, and then basically, I don't know, run off and, and, and eat squirrels out in the wilderness until I was captured by the police. You, you you've got to think on this one that you, you've got to be authoritative because these people do—they just take the proverbial. You know, th- this family literally rely on everybody else to do stuff for them. They are kind of one of those, oh, I can't, what, what can I do? I can't do anything. I've got three kids. It's like you've got three kids. Right? You, you, obviously, you didn't discover contraception because you shouldn't even have had one because you can't even handle it. You're screaming, mewling children that I have to hear every summer and every time that I'm out there screaming their heads off because, let's face it, girls, little girls scream all the bloody time for some reason, whereas boys just go out make bases get dirty. Little girls just shout and get an emotional bundle of irritation. I'm, I'm hoping that I have another boy, by the way. Anyway, moving swiftly on. No, I wouldn't mind a little girl. I'm sure that they're lovely and sweet and blah, blah, blah. But these three, honestly, one of them's evil. Um, and they has infected the rest of them with their kind of screaminess. But I just think that, that if you psychologically are coming back to a place and your roof's literally falling over and they've got this sort of little um, door bit and it's rotted. The wood that sort of covers over it is all rotted. I would have been straight up there, mate, And I would have taken it all down. And I've done my best DIYing, bodging, and put something up there. It probably would have maimed me. A slate would have come off and took <laughs> about six months later. But I would have done something. I would have painted some of the walls. I would have painted the house. I would have done the rendering. I would have done something. But he does absolutely nothing. And funnily enough, while we be doing this rant, he was running down with his brother, who only seems to be the only mate he has in the world, with a big, massive ladder. So I'm just wondering what's happened, because he hasn't bothered doing the guttering or something or other, that his place is falling apart. He's probably actually at my property now, like, leaning over because he won't have the angle. I have to go out and sort that out. But I think you need to, mate. You need to stand your ground because your house is your sacred thing. It's your little bubble of of joy and when you're out there being a corporate whore or you know, someone's pissed you off you can come back to your sanctuary lie on a sofa oh, I don't know take a piece breath and just say oh do you know what and if you've got a compost bag out there and a TV on your lawn or something else because someone else couldn't be fucking arsed to go and move it themselves and then you've got to go over there and have that brand have that mate. You've got to. Otherwise, I'm just sitting inside you like a little cancer, like a little weasel, little alien creature that's in there. And oh, <laughs> until it bursts open, then you go and get an axe, you take it into well, you take all the heads off. You've, you've got to do it, mate. Go and find out. Put a sign on it. Whose compost bag is this? Move it. Yes. Do it, man. Oh, well,
0: that was about... It was about two or three months ago now, so I think... listeners uh, out there as well. If you're
1: listening in there and your neighbour's not painting their house and making their house look nice, then just ignore them. Don't do the kind of, like, high in the morning and then you just say, why do I... Why am I? Don't talk to them. Why do you have to talk to them? Uh, neighbours aren't optional. They're just there. You know, they are just there. This kind of like, I don't know, like a- enormous irritation to you because every time I come back and I see that little bike chain rusting away down my nice, pristine white wall, it's just another little moment. My eye just starts twitching and starts twitching and starts twitching. And I'm thinking, you're never going to do anything about that, are you? You're just going to leave it there for another next eight years for me to look at every time I come home from work because you've done nothing
0: so, what, so you can't just get rid of this bike chain, then?
1: No, well, I'm going to, mate. I'm going to, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. soon. I'm...
0: get yourself an angle grinder. No, 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 it's,
1: it's, it's not even that. It's literally a pair of pliers cut away from never having to see it there, stuck over the corner of the wall, annoying me. Honestly, I just want to get. I'm going to do it. Bat readers, listeners, I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to come by and I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you what happened. Or I'm going to leave a little bow and a little lock for Christmas on the wall and say, "Use this, you useless fucker." Thank you. I actually, do you know what?
0: <laughs> I'm so for that.
1: That, that's one of the. That's one of the. I mean, honestly, that's how angry this 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 makes me. That, that you know everybody else on our street, they 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 sweep down there, they dry, they put the little plants in, they whitewash their walls, they do. I mean, it all looks nice, and I just. That, you know, he's done nothing, man. Absolutely nothing. One oh, yep, thing he did do is he bought one of those big jumping, bouncing things. You know, those big trampoline things, the big nets. Yeah, yeah. He's got a 10 foot garden, so it just means that it's just in the corner, literally, literally, it's the poor guy that lives next to him just must despair because he's probably trying to sit in his garden read the newspaper and he's got three screaming banshees bouncing up and down on this bloody thing during the summer irritating the fuck out of him and me because it's so clear you know so so near to us in the proximity i'm just waiting it sounds terrible i'm just waiting for one of them to get their leg caught in the thing and break it and then the thing gets 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 taken away that sounds horrible i know but you know these things more kids get injured bouncing up and down on trampoline. And don't edit this because I know you're you thinking about editing this bit. Leave it in there. I do. I think well, broken leg. They'll they'll, they'll stop using it, and then we can have some peace and normality will return. Or they might just fucking move. That's better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you can move.
1: I mean, anyways, another reason I'm next about fireworks, mate. I, I, why are people so easily pleased? You know. You can go out and you can spend about 150, 200 quid on fireworks and they will be over in five seconds. Why why, why do it? You are not doing the, the, the firework display for the Olympics. I mean, see fireworks display, I'll probably go along to that you see it. Last oh, about half an hour, it be quite, quite something. But these home sort of little firework kits that, that that you're out there freezing, eating a cold old smelly burger and, and it always rains when it's firework night. Watching these things far into the sky, come back, and probably land through someone's windscreen. Why? Why do people do it, mate? Do you have it? Do you have a big fireworks thing?
0: Yeah, they well, they have a couple. They have Victoria Day here and Canada Day, so the the um, in the middle of the summer, so that will get the fireworks crowd out. But I I agree. I've never ever really understood spending that amount of money on fireworks for the home, you know, going and spending 70 or $80 for a few whiz-bangs. You know, fireworks is one of those things. You have to pool your resources. You have to have everyone putting in $30, $40 or whatever so you can have a monster display. That's the only way it works.
1: Yeah, but these fireworks aren't like the stuff that we saw in, like, The Fellowship of the Ring, you know, where a big dragon flies up into the sky, comes zooming down along, along the, the hillside or whatever. They fire up, they spring open, they make a loud bang, and that's it, and I just think, People are ooh, ah, ooh, and you, and you think, how simple are you? How easily pleased are you? You're easily pleased because you like watching Pop Idol and Flame Idol and Karaoke Challenge and stuff. But, you know, why? Why, why do people like them? They are rubbish.
0: I don't know. I like a good firework. I'm easily pleased. You
1: obviously are one. they <laughs> in your dungarees, chewing some straw, watching a firework. Spoke into the sky, fire up for two seconds. Go, Ooh, and that's it. <laughs> Utterly pointless.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. Yes,
1: you're not into it this week, are you, mate? You're gonna have to edit some of this because you'll make.
0: Making... you know. I feel so ill, mate. I'm so sick.
1: You're gonna have to basically just have the Jeremy rantathon. And...
0: Okay. Well, we're gonna we'll talk about Cabin in the Woods. So, uh, I, it, Cabin in the Woods is one of those films that we have to be careful now, right? Because Every time I've spoken to somebody and said, oh, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? They always say to me, no, 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 I haven't, but don't tell me anything about it because I've heard that you're not supposed to know anything about it. I went in completely blind because you just said to me to watch it, so I did. But you can't really know what's going... anything about the film before you go in to watch it. So, I'm not sure how much... <laughs> are we going to say... Are going Are we going to talk about it and spoil the hell out of it? Yes! And give people, give absolutely. people warning? Uh yeah, so it looked like it was all sort of standard teen, teenage college kids getting slayed. You know, I am just expecting them to go to this cabin in the woods and get killed. And then the uh, RV they're driving goes through that tunnel, and then the bird crashes into the invisible screen, which is almost like a force field. And you see that, and that's the first sort of indication you get that something's not quite right. And then from that moment on, you sort of have this sort of, you know question mark over your head is it? Like, what the hell was all that about? And then they start cutting to the guys in the bunkers, you know, with the suits and ties. And and I, I found just found it, it was the first sort of, first 15 minutes was, oh, this is standard fare. Then the next sort of hour after that, you're just like, what is going on? I have no idea. What is going on?
1: That is the beauty of it, mate, that you don't and you're thinking this has gone totally left. It. Completely what I think is going to happen is, and I kind of like the twist. It, it, it was so mental by the end of it. the, the premise that literally it's a way of appeasing the gods by having kids slaughtered in a cabin by various different monsters, I thought it was absolutely inspired. It was almost as like they got two scripts and they thought, right, we'll just have the kids in a cabin, you know, like they always do—the kids going off to cabin. And I don't even know in America if that's kind of like the thing. Do everyone does everyone go off to America and go to a cabin? Is that like? Well, the...
0: lots of people, lots of people go oh, off to cabins like voice? that sorry man <laughs> it's cold lots of people go after cottages and things like that so it's not unusual right you know no. you go up to the cottage for the weekend to the cabin in the woods
1: we don't have that you, you don't have people like kids of 18 19 they'll just be hanging around McDonald's or some pub or something or other um
0: Travelodge on the A35 Travelodge
1: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah but it Obviously, is a thing that they do, but the, the, the whole premise of the kids go to the cabin, something horrendous happens, they all get slaughtered, and all the rest of it has obviously been a, a staple of the horror genre for a, a long time, and I thought it was refreshing just to see something which just goes, you know what, we're just going to go totally nuts here. Um, we're going to have this all engineered, it's all going to be for the appeasing of the devil, um, sorry, guys. Massive spoilers all coming in. I think what you're going to find is, is people going to listen to this rant and hopefully think, "Oh, do you know what? I'll give that a go." What on earth can they be talking about? Um,
0: well, my wife wouldn't watch it. She wouldn't watch it because she doesn't like horror films, so she didn't mind me explaining it to her. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it was good, man. The ending uh, towards the end when they actually go down because there was the other thing when. First of all, it was like, oh, God, teenagers again. Teenagers getting killed. And then when they went down into the basement and then they are looking at all the artifacts, or the, depending on what they talk about or pick up or, you know, if one of them blows a shell, then they're going to get the merman. If one of them fiddles with this other thing, he's going to get the Cenobite. And she ends up reading the Latin. So then they get the zombie family. And I, we had this discussion before. I am absolutely up to here with zombies. Yeah. You know, and so then it's the zombie family comes and even at that point I was just like, uh, oh, zombie family. Come on, enough of the zombies. But of course what's brilliant is that it's not just zombies, because then they end up going down through the grave into the underground. You get to see everything that was promised, which was just fantastic. So it delivers. It just absolutely delivers right at the end. Um, with everything coming out. It was just awesome. I really, really, oh, that's really great, like, mate. brilliant. Yeah. It it, It was really, really good. I thought
1: that the that 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 whole bit where they go down was inspired, actually. And yeah, the thing that they choose something and there's for all the listeners out there. Basically, they they go down into. I mean, the ultimate thing that you never ever do is to go into the cellar, and they immediately go into the cellar. I mean, you know, it's like I don't even go down into the, the bottom of my shed just because I know there's going to be some man-eating spiders probably and they're lurking around. So let alone going into some stranger's cellar. But they go into the cellar and there's loads and loads of different antiques and dolls and all sorts of stuff, mirrors and what have you. Yeah, you know, I thought it was great. The fact that they, she chose that thing, that meant the zombies came. I thought that, to be honest, I thought the CGI, could, considering that it probably didn't have an enormous budget, I thought it was pretty good.
0: Did it not? I don't know if it had... Any... It was made quite a few years ago. I think it just only just got released. It was made about 2010, 2009. Oh, right. Um, so it was delayed release for a couple of years. The worst horror that, I... mate, was
1: Sigourney Weaver.
0: I mean, she's aged. She's getting wheeled out of Mate, she's
1: it's... so bloody old-looking. Do you know, I was watching Romancing the Stone, and I thought that, um... Oh, what's her name, uh this is another sign
0: of oh um Catherine Turner Kathleen Turner Kathleen
1: Turner she's obviously very pretty in it and all the rest of it and then you see her on um various different things she's in a, a very uh, funny film about this couple who have a dog and the dog's just basically demented um and you see Kathleen Turner and she's just this enormous big blob and I know that bless her she's had a battle against painkillers and such and such and she she wasn't right, but Sigourney Weaver's gone from the alien moment where she's just running around in her knickers, um, and you're thinking, yeah, she's a bit tall, but you know, so what? You know, you, you just do the teacher pupil thing. It's uh, sort of set up. Um, but
0: <laughs> Sorry. now, please, please expand on that.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if she's say sort of tall, she'd sort of be like a sort of an authoritative figure. You know, if you had to sleep, but you'd have to think of something. Christ, she's enormous. We like going to to bed with I don't know a basketball player you know <laughs> Al, 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 was his, what was his name who was that famous the Kung Fu um, guy Abdul Javir whatever his name
0: Kareem Abdul Jabbar Jabbar
1: yeah like we go in bed with him some big sort of six foot nine well she's yeah she's very tall but anyway you see her and she's just she hasn't aged well at all at all there's no softness to her face she just looks I don't know I just really withered her. But there you go, I mean... It, the
0: years the years haven't been kind. They,
1: they, mate, well, weren't you shocked? I was more shocked about what she looked like than, than, than the monsters.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know what? I, I When Sigourney Weaver comes out at the end, I was a little... You know, the first thing I did was I went, Oh, it's Sigourney Weaver. And I don't really want to do that. If I'm lost in a film... I don't want to be like, oh yeah, that's so and so. Just bring out a character. We don't want to be
1: that high pitched,
0: yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, I don't, man. I tell you, you don't. You don't want to be that high pitched.
1: Oh, I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was neat that uh, half of me thought it was neat that she was in it, and you know, but that's just that really is a cameo. Oh yeah. Right? And it didn't. And it didn't need a cameo. It just needed someone to uh, just to come out and uh, do whatever they were going to do only five minutes wasn't well, it well i
1: think that's the thing mate i think that film's becoming more refreshing because you don't need to have a big star behind them anymore i think that in the days we used to go and see a bruce willis film in the days we used to go and see arnold schwarzenegger film and you and for some poor souls who wanted to go and see the tom cruise film um you'd go along because the actor was in it but i find it refreshing when you have unknowns because if you have tom cruise you know they're not going to kill him off If you have, you know, some big player in there, they're not going to oust them straight away. Um, Apart from, apart from, and if there's any other sort of film people out there, there is a film uh, called, oh God, why have I got no brain? It's a film where they've got sharks in it and they're basically breeding these very intelligent sharks. Jaws. No! (laughs) Samuel L. Jackson in it. Deep Blue Sea. The wife's just quickly run over. Deep Blue Sea. Oh. Samuel Jackson's in it for the first sort of 15 minutes and he's standing there and he's having a little natter and then suddenly one of these intelligence sharks jumps out of the water and eats him it, and it's one of the most greatest
0: moments <laughs> you, just, you, you
1: just wiped out the, the 1A list that you had in the whole thing and it was great. You know, I'd like to see a film where Mission Impossible 5 where Tom Cruise is hanging from a building and just suddenly the baddie comes along and just snips the wire and he falls to his death and then they have to find someone else to replace him and then we, we have these, you know, these curveballs. Let's face it, guys, if anyone's watching this, do watch Cabin, um, in the woods because it's got some of the, the biggest curveballs in it. Honestly.
0: Yeah, it was great. Oh, I loved it. Oh, you know what? I'm going to give it a 10. Wow! Yeah, why not? Wow. Well, maybe, maybe a 9.
1: I'll give it an 8.
0: An 8? Well, okay. I, you know, I've seen. Yeah, 10, 10 is ridiculous. I can't give it a 10. Yeah. I'll give it a 9. I'll give it a 9. On second viewing, it might not be a 9, but on first viewing, it's a 9. Because just genuinely entertained.
1: Halo 4, they've given 9.8, you said. I don't think. Has anything ever got a 10?
0: Uh, I think Ocarina of Time got a 10. There's been some 10s before. Anyway, <laughs> it's a not. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, Eurogamer, oh, Halo 4 uh so you're giving okay back you're, you're giving cabin in the woods 8 out, of 10. I'll
1: give it eight out of ten yes
0: okay i'll give it nine out of ten uh for a first viewing it was just great it was just so off the wall i like, just felt so entertained and that's it that's the key i was absolutely entertained so yeah no I, I've yeah so halo 4 you mentioned there yeah, 9.8 out of 10 that's coming out this week are you going to buy it? Or uh, are you going to wait? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to talk to you about this, because IGN gave it 9.8 out of 10. But I don't know if I trust that review. Ooh. And this is a little bit of a thing that's going on in the games industry, as to how much do, can you trust the reviews. Eurogamer gave it 8 out of 10. So... That's, the, you know, somebody else gave it 9 out of 10. Eurogamer gave it 8 out of 10. That's a bit of a difference. 9 point... What was it? 9.8 out of 10? Yeah, 9.4? 9.8. 9.8 out of 10. Well, why even give it 9.8 out of 10? Why not just give it 10 out of 10? How do you get 9.8? I, I
1: don't know. I mean, this is going to be quite a... a, a so, so, this is my personal opinion. So, anybody out there thinking this is libelous, I don't care, go and fucking earn some decent money, doing something useful with your life. Um, but... I reckon that if some of these online sites give inflated scores, they get better screenshots of the games, they get better demos, they get such and such, and they are wined and dined. And I know this happens because I worked in the industry. Um, when a game comes out, they get all of the, the uh, marketing guys and all the PR and everything else. They come round. and because Halo is an enormous game and it would be massive, people will actually go out and think about buying. The Xbox 360 purely to get the Halo bundle deal that's bundled in with it, and I don't blame them because obviously Halo was, was a staggeringly wonderful advanced game for its time. But what does worry me, like, like you said, you touched upon, is you think that yeah, they are potentially beefing it up. Why? Why are you not giving it a true score?
0: Yeah, I just, I, I, that's the whole point. Uh, there was an article. There's been some articles and some incidents in the last week or two about somebody stepping down from. Uh, or somebody wrote a piece about uh, games industry and uh, all the journalists getting freebies and you know where's the integrity in games journalism which is a whole nother issue but I mean really it just, I, I, it all just culminates in me saying I'm not sure I trust the reviews so I'm trying to keep the hype in check um, and uh, it's difficult I'm getting the hype, hype is catching me up and I watched a clip online of it and it looks very good and it's another, like we said before, you know, everybody's going to be playing it, so do you want to be the one who isn't playing it? So, I don't know, I might get it, but I might just wait a few days, a few days, and just see what people are saying. Um, because I got caught out like that with Modern Warfare 3 as well, which was, yeah, it's going to be fantastic, it's going to be great, it's getting all the fantastic reviews. And uh, it was just more of the same.
1: I agree, mate. Black Ops was like that.
0: And we've had Halo Reach in the last year, or last couple of years, or whenever it was, and that was much of a muchness. That really wasn't that great. Um, So, uh, we'll see. And a lot of the stuff on Halo 4, you know what, I don't even think I'm going to be using it. They have all the stuff with the map editors and things like that. I just don't have time to use any of that anymore, so... I might just hang on for a few days. I might be talking completely out of my arse and I'll go buy it as soon as I can on the day. Uh, as soon as somebody comes and tells me to go get it. So, I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, okay, so uh, that was Cabin in the Woods that Halo 4. Uh, that's pretty much taken us up to the hour. I didn't know whether there was uh, anything else you wanted to, to touch on.
1: No, I think that, that, that that's pretty much it, mate. I think that I've had my, my, um, my Zenith or this this... This one, I think, obviously, discussing neighbours and fireworks and um, women that are rude yeah. is my forte. No, I, I,
0: Yeah, it's good. It sounds as though it's quite cathartic and you've got something out of your system. I'll tell you what, we can't forget, and uh, I've got to just go- cover a few things on the emails. Okay, uh, I'm just going to give a couple of shout-outs here and just get this stuff uh, out of the way. I want to just shout out uh, to Gav on... Uh, Twitter uh, he uh, retweeted that um, we were retweeted news of one of the podcasts. I told him thank you very much and he wrote me back and said, "No problem at all. I love your podcast keeps me entertained when i 'm stuck up a ladder working so uh, thanks for that Gav appreciate that Cheers, mate. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Sassy and Tara from the most popular girls on the internet uh, so i 've had a couple of tweets from Sassy. Uh, which was very nice, thank you uh, and uh, if uh, you 're into girls and gaming, you should go check out their uh, podcast it 's very good and that is the most popular girls on the internet. Just do a search for that um, so thanks to the to the pair of them thank you. and uh, Shawnee boy, I forgot to do it uh, in the last episode I have big pol- a big apologies to Sean. he came through with the goods again regarding the cycling. So, he, uh, we were talking about the cycling and I, th- and I believe we said in the episode, what. so Lance Armstrong gets stripped of all these titles and what happens with um, them reissuing the titles to people who came, you know, second or third or, uh, or whatever. Anyway, so he sent me an email or sent us an email. Uh, Hello mate, another top episode this week, loving it. Thank you very much Sean. Uh, you're too kind. Checks in the post. Thank you. Uh, You asked on air who would have been the rightful winners of the Tour de France in the years that Lance dominated. Well, the problem is that so many other riders from that era have been implicated over the years through failed and missed doping tests, confessions, and association with teams where doping was rife. Taking out all those riders who were clearly rocket-fueled, the winners would have been... Okay, so, he's given me a list of the years, and if you take out uh, Lance Armstrong and his titles... And anybody else who was indicted or was in trouble regards doping. The actual winner for 99 would be Daniel Nardello, who finished 7th. So, six people before him aren't eligible because they were all doped up and with eyeballs out in stocks. In 2000, Daniel Nardello again, so he's a golden boy, Daniel Nardello. He finished 10th. Nine people before him aren't eligible. And then 2001, it was somebody in fourth place. 2002, somebody in tenth. 2003, fifth place. 2004, seventh. 2005, eighth. That is a fantastic email, Sean, because that just illustrates how screwed up the whole thing is. That is just unbelievable. It's It is really bad. 2005, eighth place. The top seven got done. That's just brutal.
1: That just shows you how it how prolific the whole thing was I mean, it was in everywhere wasn't it it was just uh, outrageous
0: that is a whole sport in the toilet
1: (laughs) 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 they might as well have done what we were saying on the other rant which is basically just everyone take drugs and get some record breaking times and stuff and and, and make it even more massively entertaining you know big veins in their neck and then their faces read their eyeballs out on stalks you know
0: yeah just well you know what just make it official yeah because they've done it anyway. Yeah. So that's crazy.
1: Call it the tour so, de lab rat. Or they just pump them <laughs> full of stuff and send them out there. It's just shameful, isn't it? So shameful.
0: Yeah. It's shocking. Shocking. I love it. Anyway, thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, sure. I really appreciate that. Um uh, we didn't cover it. Oh, yeah, we did cover gaming. We just talked about Halo 4. I didn't know whether you were playing any any other games that you wanted to cover.
1: I, at Dead Space, I got to the final bit where you have to fight this uh, the, the woman who's kind of been leading you the whole way around this this game. And I, I just couldn't be asked. I kept getting beat by a little minion children that were coming out and beating me up. And I just thought, do you know what? I finished it. And I, I had this cathartic moment where I just deleted it off the PlayStation. I just thought, fuck you. Don't don't put me through all of this just so that I haven't got enough weapons to even like I might as well just had a plastic spoon attacking them with so I just decided I can't be asked for this I'm not going to keep trying to save and then fight them and save so I deleted it and now I'm playing Mass Impact Three which sounds like something you I keep
0: doing. calling it Mass Impact you keep calling it Mass Impact but I do believe it's called Mass Effect
1: Mass Effect I like the word Mass Impact it makes it sound as though I've been on the toilet
0: and how are you getting on with that Did you play Mass Effect Two
1: I I did, Mass Effect 3 has far too many cutscenes, they are trying to basically do, a little bit like if kids out there remember Dragon's Lair do you all remember that, where you have to make little different choices that you used to put in tons and tons of money and you'd only have about 5 minutes worth of gameplay Um,
0: 5 minutes, that's generous, it was never 5 minutes about thirty
1: seconds wasn't it, you'd literally fall off the cliff remembering that you shouldn't have gone left you should have gone right, and then you'd have to try and remember each bit, yeah, brutal game but very entertaining um, I, I'm just getting tired, mate, of the, of the cutscenes, and they're trying to make a Hollywood movie with you just, and the gaming sort of being considered afterwards. Also, the weaponry on it is pretty poor, and the, um, the the whole way that you direct your sort of team and they come to assist you and help you is really quite messy, you know. So,
0: yeah, well, I bought Mass Effect Two. And I sort of had convinced myself that it was so popular that there must be something in it. But you know what? It's, it's. I do this every time with lots of styles of games. I know that I don't particularly like a style of game. And yet, at some point, something will come out and I think, well, this will be a game changer. And this will make me like that style of game. And I never really liked Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. And that's exactly what Mass Effect 2 is like. It's that sort of moral choices, lots of dialogue, saying things, winning arguments... Mixed in with a bit of which mixed in with a bit of action or third person or first person shooting, which isn't that good. Yeah. It, so, it, it um, makes
1: yeah. out that you, the decisions that you make in the game somehow will affect what happens later on. And to be honest, you don't really get that many decisions. You're going to explore the place. You're going to go and talk to some woman. You're going to go and bring her some flowers or something or whatever. Uh, uh, I I, I, yeah, it, it's it's it's. You know what? It got enormously good reviews when that came out, and I think I'm sorry, EA, but I think you might have wind dined a couple of those very simple, easily pleased journalists because it's not worth anywhere near. I think it got a ten in some bits, it wasn't worth anywhere near that.
0: No, maybe you know. But again, you know whether it's in terms of the game of that type of game. It may be great. Like, a lot of people are getting hyped up over a Grand Theft Auto 5. Is it 5? It's coming out next, GTA 5. Yeah, I'm
1: hoping they're going back to their roots for that. They went-
0: Well, whether they go back to their roots or not, I won't be getting that game. Because I just don't... None of the Grand Theft Auto games did anything for me at all. Did they not? No.
1: Oh, Grand Theft San Andreas and stuff like that were great. And the, the the one where you had to... Um, you were an Italian and you went around and beat people up. That was great. When they went to this Polish or this sort of Eastern guy, and it, it, I don't know, something changed did it, mate. I don't
0: know. Yeah, that was the last That's one. The last wasn't it? one. That was GTA yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah, not really. But again, you know what it is with this gaming sort of thing. It's managing your expectations and what you know and what you want to play and what you like. I've been playing nothing but World of Tanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> World of Trade. That's what you'll be doing next. You'll we'll have a little Honestly, circuit and a, and a train going around a track and you'll just be there with a little, like, Station Master's hat on, not you? No,
0: oh, it was very exciting this week. They had uh, they went down for maintenance and uh, I was distraught that they, I couldn't get some tanking in uh, this week. have
1: <laughs> always got to get some tanking
0: in. Always nice to have a bit of tanking in the morning. <laughs> and then right. they came back up with the new update. They went to the 8.1 update. And they've introduced British tanks, so they now have British tanks amongst the German and the uh, American and whatever. I can't get enough of it. It's terrible,
1: mate. You are such a nerd. Oh, you're too yeah, I know. For even this.
0: Yeah, I tell you what. Don't knock it till you tried it,
1: mate. You're going to be going by. But... You're going to go out and get a copy of Wolfhammer 4000, and you'll be making painting little plastic men, and then you'll be sitting there playing World of Tanks.
0: I don't know though, but you know why I like. But these are short; they're short battles. You're controlling your tank. You move. You know. You basically just control a tank. It's five, four, three, two, one, go. Fifteen v. fifteen, and you steam into the battle, or you hang back, or whatever, and you get destroyed within the first thirty seconds, or you blast out and win the match, and then you just do another one. It's not really. I'm not into big RPGs or big strategy games. I don't like games like Diablo or Dungeon Keeper or, you know, what are those, RPGs?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: strategy games. Starcraft, Starcraft or anything like that doesn't interest me at all. No. I find that too stressful, managing resources and...
1: I've, never, I've uh, never bought into the whole World of Warcraft thing, you know, getting a character building up, you know, or this whole sort of online thing where you you live in a different world and 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 you actually have to spend physical money to buy pointless stuff like a house somewhere i just think yeah you know what is that i'm a third person shooter mate i always have been i am your original do running around on an amstrad or wherever the pc was at the time kind of thing And i've always loved that shooting people in the head yeah (laughs) whereas you like blowing up people with shells in a tank
0: Yeah, well, you know, I like it because it's just, it it is small battles and it's quick and it's just, you know, it's as deep as you want it to be. Um, It's pretty good, but, um, yeah, going into something deep like World of Warcraft, well, no, I value my marriage too much to even attempt that, so. um, Yeah, and then there's lots of other things we were playing this week. Steam is just killing me, it's too easy. So I got Just Cause 2, which I think you'd probably like. I don't know if you've ever played that. Um, It's sort of... Like a cross between Infamous and Grand Theft Auto and Far Cry and, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. I think I've
1: played that, mate. I've played all three.
0: Running around an island, killing loads of things.
1: You've got quite a charismatic guy, haven't you, who's the main character.
0: He's Spanish or something. Is he? I think so, yeah. But anyway, the thing about that is, it was $3 on Steam. How do you say no to that?
1: quite addicted, though, mate.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, the other one I was playing was Orcs Must Die, which is uh, sort of like a tower defense type game. You have to set traps. Basically, the doors open and the orcs are trying, you're stuck between the door where the orcs are coming out and the orcs are trying to get through you to get to something behind you, whatever it is, some crystal. Yeah. And then the more you battle the orcs, the more money you get and the more devious Traps you can set from. So it's basically just a massacre of orcs. So, um, but what's nice about it is you don't just set the traps and then leave it to run itself. You actually have a weapon as well, so you can run around and shoot them as well. So, it's pretty good. You'd like nice. that? That's good. Yeah, I think you'd like that. So, um, yeah, so that's good. So, shall we wrap it up then?
1: Yeah, all done, does it?
0: Thanks very much for your time, Thanks, guys. Uh, as usual, if anybody fancies following us on Twitter, it's at TransRants. And if you want to send an email, you might as well send it to my email. Are you checking your emails no. at all? No, i ever writes you, I go uh, in there.
1: It's like, a, it's like, it's like a, opening a Christmas present that's got nothing in it. I go in there. It's yeah. the expectation that someone's going to go, you are the rudest, spitefulest, nastiest, negative turd. You're a typical Jeremy. And I haven't had anything. I've had some spam. Did One I want to increase the size of my penis. and have Viagra? <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah, so I signed straight up.
0: Alright, well I'll send you an email. But if anybody wants to send an email, I check it. Fraser at transatlanticrats.com. Oh. Okay, let's sign off. Thanks very much. It was good speaking Cheers. to you. Okay, take care.
1: Ooh. <laughs>